Hello, spacers. Welcome to Starlight, a space opera. I'm Isaac, your host and GM for the adventures ahead. This show, whether you're watching or listening, is a labor of love, and one that we want to make the best for you. So if you can, take a moment to freely subscribe or share however is most comfortable for you. Thanks. Now let's plot a course to Starlight. You ever get tired of drawing maps and having your players ruin your hard work by teleporting away? Or using Charm Creature to avoid that glorious boss battle set in that laboriously crayon drawn map? Yeah. <laughs> Me too. Well, that's my problem no more. Starlight Maps and Battle Mats are now sponsored by the beautiful artwork of Loki Battle Mats. From lavish palaces to cold alien caverns, they have a solution for everything. The maps come in big books that are easily transported, can be drawn on with erase markers, and immerse the players with a stunning reality. They'll forget they aren't actually standing by that pool of lava. And battle mats are only the beginning of what Loki has to offer. Want to know more? Go check them out. Now, let's roll. Here we go. Roll for initiative. Hey guys, it's Isaac here, and unfortunately, <laughs> well, we had a baby, and you know what? I've been a little scatterbrained, and for the first time in a year and a half journey, I deleted my half of the audio. But thankfully, we still had Sam's half, so we still have Clive's half. And today, rather than getting a classic RPG take through, this is going to end up being more of a audio dramatized version of this episode cold odds i think you will still enjoy it and get all the information you need and i really really hope you enjoy it because <laughs> i put some effort into it all right enjoy today's tale focuses in on the red rocket newly dubbed wanda as Horace and Clive navigate it towards the Hypergate, and from there to the XR3 solar system. Our intrepid spacer Clive and his old friend Horace Mickleby spin the eight-day drift journey getting to know one another. Man, pawn to E4 and a Demogorgon back to one. You never change, Horace. You're always going for that same move, that same, that same pawn move that you go every time we play this game. You know I beat you every single time. This is grade A bait and switch, man. You know it just takes some time to perfect. Don't diss what you can't understand. Well, whatever it is, it never seemed to work before. We are about we are about 50 and 0 in this game, if I recall. It's about how many times you get back up, Clive. And this is the time. 
beat that. Wait, what? No, 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 You cheated! I told you, Horace. You gotta change it up sometimes, or one of these days it's gonna catch up to you in real life. Well, as fun as this is, all fun and games and all, I think we gotta talk about the elephant in the room here. Why were those guys tracking you, Horace? Do you know anything about that? Uh, about that? You know, my memory's not what it once was, man, and it seems loose, but, uh, it seems a loose connection, but, you know, now that I think about it, there was this woman. Uh, she was with the SFF. Called herself, uh, what did she say? Oh, Agent Plate Breaker. Yeah, I kind of just blew her off at the time. I was getting some fuel and repairs at a halfway station near Exadrimily when she approached me. Said she was looking for you. She was good looking too, so you can imagine my disappointment. But anyways, she said it was imperative or something. Said someone by the name of Rebel needed your help. That sound familiar? And uh, <coughs> what'd she say? Oh, and that I needed to get to you before the White Knights, which... Huh. Hmm. Well, anyways, not that I didn't, I couldn't have known that was going to happen back in the Etralis, but uh, you would be proud, man, because I ain't no snitch, my friend, and I, I gave her the what for, and I made like a leaf from there. Hmm. All right, Horace, well, I guess our only lead is that way station, but we might as well hit up XR3 and visit that news station first. It might lead to something. Who knows, we might run into more of those white knights and they might be able to lead us to wherever this woman might be. Or maybe she's following them, who knows. But we can't do anything right here from the vastness of space, so. Boris, where? You said you, you were coming across the galaxy when you were coming to find me. What? Where would you come from exactly again? I told you, the mine's out in the- <coughs> What in tarnations? Terrestrial alert. Warning. Oxygen. Capacity at 98% and leaking. Pressure rising and closing. Leak in three, two, one. Oh, shit. Correction. Maintenance is offline. Oxygen capacity at 95%. Hey, Jensen, I, I can't see a thing, buddy. Something's covering our cockpit. Why don't you climb up to the gunnery and see if you can get an eye on it? As Clive gets into the gunner seat and moves the cockpit around, just at the edges of his vision, peering out of the glass bubble, a sinister sight meets his gaze. Comprised of dark gelatinous flesh, that almost seems to blend in with the depths of space, and if it were not for the stars, you would not be able to tell the difference. Thick veins run up and down like spiderwebs throughout this gelatinous form, and you watch as it seems to almost pulsate and roil, as if trying to stretch and wrap around. You see that the edges of the mass has these sharp points and indents that are ripping into Wanda, and suddenly, something that makes your stomach turn on edge 
a shape moves to the center of the dark mass that covers most of Wanda, and it opens up a single yellow eye. Hey, Clive, get down here. Something's ripping through. Hey, 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 that's my baby. You scratch her and your ass is gonna be served like escargot on a platter. you to go ahead and make a wisdom saving throw, or become charmed to the creature's will. Oh, 14 plus 3 for 17. Oxygen at 85%. Current situation unsustainable. Clive, I think, like man, we should do as it says and go to it. Security measures overriding. Bay doors ready for release. I'm gonna run over there and try to grapple him. Horse, snap out of it! Ooh! It's not real! Oh, jeez! What did you do that for? Would you still like to open Red Rocket's bay doors? What? What are you talking about, Wanda? Heck no! Oh. Oh! Clive Jensen, you are a lifesaver! Reach alert. Oh, and oxygen at 70%. Oh, my word, it's like the slugs from the Flaming Falls, but... Alec. Oh, pinch me, Jensen. Did it just have a bleeding baby in my Wanda? We got a serious situation here. No, you don't say, genius. Okay, you take care of baby space monster, and don't let that tentacle phallus thing have any more in my ship. I'm gonna see if I can shake old Wanda free. Hey, hands off, you brat! Oxygen at 63%. Newly detected substance quickly increasing. Verdict. Poison. Correction. Oxygen at 58%. Detected poison at lethal levels. And spider webs? Anytime, sharpshooter! I am going to take a precision shot. Even though he's able to heal some of his wounds and he may not be bleeding as badly, he's still feeling pretty weak from the poison effects that he had suffered. So as he's walking towards the creature, he's going to start charging up his battle rifle in hopes to finally end the creature with one last shot. But as he gets to the creature, the uh, full exhaustion from the poison is going to take over and he's going to fall to one knee and then fall uh, unconscious next to the creature as the tiny nanobots from Horus's necrotic shots just continue to finally eat away the last little bit of flesh uh, from the creature. And then Horus is going to turn around and see that I've collapsed 
from exhaustion. Oxygen, 37%. Closing breach in 3, 2, 1. You'll be alright. You'll be alright. I got you, Corby. I got you. Horace, did we, did we do it? Did we make it out? Uh, where, where am I? Walking back, all the lights in Wanda have reverted to a low fluorescent blue light at about the level of the feet, the emergency lighting. There is still the smell of acrid, burning rubber and metal. You can still almost smell the poison that the creature unleashed. You can barely see and make your way back to the cockpit. And when you do, it's not the destruction that this creature rent upon this once amiable and comfortable area of which you would hang out and speak and talk and share memories. It is a sight of Horus backed up, feet doubled up to his chest. You see the same box from before. And in that box, you see the white powder. You see Horace's boot knife from where he cut open his forearm. A orange tourniquet made of some sort of cloth wrapped around just above the elbow. And you can see where he took the dagger and injected it into the bloodstream. Horace looks up at you as your feet come closer, and it's as if his eyes are just looking at you from a far off place through fogged glass. Oh, oh. the Yoko Wanda calls it. Bad luck. Says there's a better chance of getting stung by a hornet's nest in a limousine while singing to John Bovey. Oh, <laughs> the nav unit is fried, Clive. A wild shot hit it. It could repair it, but hey, man, I don't have the supplies. Oh, I put out an SOS beacon, but let's face it, it's it's game over, man. You know, I'm really. I'm really sorry, man. I seem to mess everything up. I'm sorry that I did this to you. All I wanted was to help you. I don't want my best friend to go. Don't go. Don't go. Horace, ah, snap out of it. What? What is? What is this crap? You? What are you getting yourself into? Drugs? Really? Of all the things, it's no wonder they were able to track you so easily. This stuff is so hot, you can be tracked from anywhere. 
This is too late to deal with it now. You... Uh, when you come out of this, we're going to have a serious discussion. But right now i got to try to fix this ship or do something so we don't just die and suffocate out here in the cold vastness of space. Clive's going to stumble over to the main computer and try to inspect it to see if there's anything, anything that is salvageable or even if it's just switching it to some sort of manual navigation to fly it himself. I told you. Stay, Corvy. Just, just stay. Transmission incoming. Transferring to speaker. This is the animal. Trademark of Dread Captain Timble. Red Rocket, we've received your plea for help and have graciously decided to intervene. Now. Why don't you go ahead and be good, food friend, and prepare to be boarded? And with that, I think that that's a great place to call the game. See you later, spacers. Thank you for listening to this episode of Starlight. If you enjoyed this, please like, share, subscribe. For early releases, exclusive RPG content, and other bonus material, check us out on Patreon at patreon.com slash starlightadventures. And to reach us for questions to be aired, email us at thestarlightadventures at gmail.com. See you next Tuesday, spacers.